0: Hello and welcome to Hacked Off. In today's episode, I had planned to talk about an event that I recently attended. And uh, thanks to recent current events, uh, that event did not go... Uh, to plan from from anyone's point of view, from mine, or I'm sure from the from the event holders' point of view, so I'm going to talk a little bit about about why that was, what's happening in the news at the moment, and um, things to things to keep an eye on. I'm not going to talk too much specifically about the facts around the coronavirus. If people are interested in those, then you know you want to look at a more authoritative source than somebody ranting incoherently about cybersecurity. But the coronavirus is impacting companies. It does have a security impact. And, and it certainly is impacting events based on um, what happened to, to me yesterday. So where do I start? I think the, the thing at the moment, right, everybody has heard of the coronavirus. It's been all over the news. There are a lot of people uh, worried about it. There are a lot of people um, shrugging it off. as no big deal. But it is impacting companies. Uh, a lot of companies are taking the, the stance that they are going to send employees to work from home and allow them to socially distance and some of those companies maybe have not had their entire workforce work from home before. So there's some risks around that. There's also some risks around phishing um, and, and, and people being unethical with with news events, hoping to trick some people to click some links. Um, but I'm going to try and concentrate on maybe the things that that a company won't have thought of. No doubt a lot of companies are doing their business continuity plans at the moment and they're looking at the coronavirus as a major risk. So I'm just going to try and highlight few things that maybe you haven't considered so <clears throat> what what do we actually need to work from home it It does really depend on your role. I always joke that I can do most of my job from a mobile phone, but for this organization, you know a laptop and a decent vpn is is pretty much all we need, and I'm sure for a lot of companies for a lot of their staff, technically, a laptop and a vPN is all they need so is it is it something to worry about, or can we just say, you know what, go work from home for a while until this uh is all sorted out and it's safe again? Or is there more to it? I think uh I think there's a few ways in which sending an entire workforce to work from home can go badly, and and maybe a few that people haven't thought of. I think my first, which somebody pointed out to me, um, on Twitter, which is it's just wonderful because if you're in that if you're in that context, it's so obvious and if you're not, it isn't necessarily. But Not everybody has space at home that they can work from. So if you send everyone to work from home, I mean, some people are very lucky and they have a whole room kitted out as the home office and other people house share or uh, live with partners in studio apartments. You know, if you live in the city centre, it's expensive to live and, and therefore people have things like studio apartments so there isn't necessarily a separate space where they can work from. And this can impact people in in several different ways the the first impact is um well from my point of view the first impact of a security issue is um who else is in the house who else is in the room if you're working from home on things that that can impact a business's security and you've got housemates or you've got a partner and you're in a studio apartment or you uh live with your parents those kinds of things then you know who else is in the room and 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 how can that impact the the security uh, of things of having confidential conversations, talking about you know um, aspects that, to be honest, you might just consider confidential, and you might know this is confidential, and the person who can overhear you might not, might share that inappropriately, or it might just not be a conversation that you can have in front of a, a housemate or a relative. So just having space at home isn't something that that we all have um, for. Many, many years, I never worked from home. I I was office-based, so it didn't have a space set up for me to work at home. Yeah, it had Wi-Fi and I could sit on the sofa, but that isn't great when you're doing it for extended periods of time. I mean, not to go on a big uh, health and safety rant there, but but you get the point that I'm saying, you know, you want a decent desk, a decent chair, a decent monitor that you can adjust. And, you know, I'm sitting on the edge of your bed or, or sitting on your sofa, it's... It's not great. So there's the security aspects. There's just the being efficient and being able to get work done aspects. There's considerations like um, the Wi-Fi. Like how are you how are you connecting? Maybe maybe some people at home are cabled, but I think I think these days most people would be using Wi-Fi. How secure is that Wi-Fi? That reaches back to the last podcast that we did where we were talking about um, wireless security. I think some people will um, shrug off some of those concerns with, um, oh, it it, it doesn't matter if the Wi-Fi is insecure if the device is uh, VPNing into a concentrator or something like that. I think that's a really naive view. I definitely think there's um, increased risk around um, having everyone work from home where where that hasn't been set up. Those staff members maybe haven't the awareness of um, what's important for, for setting up you know, home Wi-Fi for making sure that you're on the VPN or maybe the configuration isn't to automatically put them on the VPN, those kinds of things. Because if people work from home, they kind of get used to it and they they kind of know the policies and they know how things work. And if you're sending home uh, a large part of your workforce, you've never done that before, aren't set up to do it, there's going to be issues there. So security around the Wi-Fi, security around um, eavesdropping, either intentionally or just people overhearing because you're in a small space. And then, you know, the mental health of your workers. There's a reason that I've been office best for, for many years. It, it's just, it's better for me. That's, that's how how I like to work. There's a lot of uh, differing opinions around that. And, you know, sensible adults would disagree. Um, but if people are not prepared for working from home and so, also with the, the added pressure of, of um, wider health concerns from the coronavirus itself, then there can be impact there as well. So if your organization is either has sent people home or is thinking about sending people home, you're kind of on that cusp of, of that decision. Um, it isn't just, does everyone have a VPN account? That's without even looking at things like, have you put your entire workforce on your VPN before? And will it stand up? Do all of the people have internet at home? I think that's quite likely. Is it fast enough for them to, to do their job? Maybe less likely. Uh, in my old house, actually, for a long time, I didn't have Wi-Fi, which is pretty funny because I was in the process of moving. So if you have anyone who's like that, where maybe they, their u- Wi-Fi utility has been cut off because they're moving house or something, or maybe they've just moved house, and you're now saying you need to work from home, and they're saying, you know, the house is full of boxes, they haven't been able to to unpack yet, a lot of considerations. Putting a whole workforce on the VPN, how would how would that handle it? You know, would the VPN go down? that's a risk what if the VPN does go down are people going to have to go into the office anywhere to to go and sort that out and do, do the team who would be responding to that um have the capability to get to the office or, or maybe for your organization it would be the data center but you know can they can they quickly respond to systems going down if they're working from home you know how long's their commute You might have been relying on the fact that there's always an IT representative in the office, so if anything happens, they can quickly reboot it or power down, power up a device. But now if the whole team's working from home, they might just be inconveniently far away. If they're not, maybe some of them are. And then maybe the person who's got to keep going to the office to do all of these frustrating jobs is the same person that's wearing them. Yeah, a lot of things to consider just around sending a whole company home that... Maybe maybe people haven't concentrated on because there's a lot of other things that are occupying the mind at the moment. Is there a higher risk of breaches? I mentioned that there's a risk of certainly disruption of, of uh, VPNs going down if they're congested or systems being used in a way that haven't been fully tested before. Um, but what about people targeting organizations from a security attack point of view? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think... I wouldn't be surprised if, if a large portion of the audience have received a phishing email uh, around the scenario of the coronavirus. We'll we'll get to that in a second, though. First is just, we, we talked previously about uh, companies getting hit at inconvenient times. I know I mentioned it at least on the TravelX podcast when we did that one, uh, where they get hit on uh, New Year's Eve. If you're going to hit a company doing it when staff availability is an issue doing it when people are out of the office or in this case maybe people are ill um it could benefit the attacker it, it it pushes that that scale in favor of the attacker um certainly giving them more time certainly having it less likely that there'll be a full team who can stand up a lot of the team might be dealing with firefighting around vpn issues firefighting around remote access issues and might Be concentrating on business continuity and and not immediate cybersecurity risks. I'm, I'm not saying that you should refocus these things. Just saying that, you know what? Yeah, attackers choose inopportune moments. And previously we've said things like public holidays, weekends, and hey, add pandemics to that list, right? So that's a worry. How are you going to ensure that you have the same level of security operations as you previously have? with the current context of your organization, whether you've sent everyone home or are you thinking about that or if there's just staff unavailable. So, yeah, security risks definitely increased. What about phishing? I mentioned phishing a second ago. Um, <sighs> phishing is, is really the thing that kind of twisted my arm into, into doing this podcast. I, I, I didn't... I don't like doing podcasts that follow uh, recent events other than our kind of month in review because I like the podcast episodes to be, you know, long-lived and I like you to be able to listen in a year and and, and still get value from them. And if it's something really, you know, specific to, to recent events, it gets devalued. But the, the thing that really pushed me over for for wanting to talk about the coronavirus specifically was phishing. So I think a lot of people have received a phishing email. Something Scenarios could be something like... Um, oh, you know, click here to find the latest information about the coronavirus. Please open this attachment for guidance on how to deal with, you know, washing your hands. That's what everyone's talking about on social media at the moment. Um, But the thing that that I wanted to raise was um, red teamers out there, security testers, uh, people who run phishing engagements. How would you feel about the ethics of running a phishing engagement around the coronavirus? Now, I ask this because... Whenever there is a major news event, phishing emails base themselves the scenario around that major news event. That's very, very common. And when security testing teams are trying to to mirror what the attackers are doing to make the results realistic, uh, to make the results effective, tailoring these things to major news events uh, is going to increase the effectiveness of phishing. There's a lot of studies that show that. Um, but how do you feel about doing that for the coronavirus? I think I think there is an ethical question here, because if you send these emails out as an internal security testing engagement, you know something like "click here for uh, information on the coronavirus" with the intention of of tricking staff to clicking the link and then and then catching them in your in your phishing net, that would be effective. But but are we then training staff not to look up this information? Is there an ethical issue there with? Um, staff maybe then avoiding those information packs that come out or not opening emails. I saw one on Twitter where a company had made the decision to do a phishing email based around the coronavirus, and they actually beat by a couple of days their official company announcement about you know policy updates and what they're going to be doing, those kinds of things. And the effect that they saw was when the real announcement came out about information on the coronavirus... A lot of staff members flagged it as phishing, sent it to the the help desk, and said, "Hey, we think this is a phishing email," because they got caught out last time. So they became less likely to look up that information. So there's concerns there. I'm just curious. Anyone who who is in a security testing role, anyone who who does certainly phishing as a service or phishing as an internal uh, kind of audit step, um, how do you feel about that? What, what what's the uh, the consensus around using? Um, things like the coronavirus for it. I think for any other issue, I would say, yeah, you know, recent news events is something we should be using, but, um, this one I'm I'm not yet convinced. So yeah, a lot to consider, a lot to consider if you want to keep your security operations running. And, uh, one thing that certainly affected me this week was, um, events, events getting canceled all over the place, um... We we do a lot of events here for, for various reasons. Some just community outreach stuff, trying to help people into cybersecurity roles. Some from a recruitment point of view, trying to find good candidates. Some just, you know, getting the brand out there and talking about interesting security um, aspects, pushing out some research that we've been working on, those kinds of things. So we we do events really frequently. And at the moment, my, my calendar's a little bit everywhere with every single event just says, um, is this happening? Is this going ahead? A lot of events being cancelled. But still a lot of events not being cancelled. Um, Cloud and Cybersecurity Expo ran uh, yesterday. so two-day event, so it was uh, Wednesday, Thursday this week. Um, that event wasn't cancelled, but sponsors dropped out. That event wasn't cancelled, but there was rumours online that it either was or was going to be. So possibly that affects delegates not turning up, those kinds of things. I mean... <sighs> I think some people might take the stance with with events of it, cancel them for the near future. We 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 just shouldn't do them. There's too much of a risk. And I, and I certainly understand that argument. But one of the big things for events for for running a security testing team, and, and to be honest, I'm sure running any kind of technology team, events are really really good for for keeping people up to date. They're really really good for that kind of um training aspect. Getting team members familiar with products. Getting team members familiar with. With new technology changes, if it's, you know, a research uh, conference, what's the latest work? And missing an event or two, it's not going to be a big deal. There's other ways that you can get that information, but um, missing events ongoing, it's it's going to impact that. And I think anyone who, who doesn't attend events for, for whatever reason, you know, maybe just from an accessibility point of view, they don't work for you or maybe you just don't get the value from them. You'd possibly be looking at this and saying, "Hey, this isn't such a big deal if if events are cancelled or if events maybe go remote." A lot of events looking at um, you know, streaming content, those kinds of things. Um, but I think if we if we don't do anything about it, if we just say, "Okay, events are cancelled for the the near to mid term future," um, I think we'll really be missing out on things. Um, there's there's a lot of benefits that uh, events give us as as a security company, and that's why we do so many of them. So, yeah, a lot of things to consider. Hopefully hopefully, some things that you um, haven't thought of. I know everyone's worrying about making sure staff have got laptops and VPNs, but I think there's maybe one or two things in here more than what you've considered. Uh, but I put a funny one to consider is um, how traffic now looks, how web traffic now looks. Um, for example, I saw a, a post on social media saying that um, Facebook's uh, VPN IP address had been banned from DoorDash. Uh, the delivery service, due to the the amount of orders that they've been putting through, what with sending all of their staff to work from home. So um, a silly consideration on one hand of, of members of staff who suddenly confronted with working from home and um, don't have food in the house to cover that because they're not used to buying enough food to cover you know lunches and things like that because they would get it at work in the cafeteria or in, in, in the local shops. So that's the thing. People need um, food. And that isn't just panic buying; that is just needing an increased amount of food because you're spending more time in one location. And then there's also this the, the almost funny aspect of um, the service getting, you know, kind of auto banned here, almost like a, a, a spam block, just from from using that service so much. Maybe there's going to be some other impacts there with just um, the way that traffic flows work. Maybe some some other systems will will kick in and um, cause similar disruption to companies. It can be pretty difficult to um, <laughs> to predict. But yeah, um, that's it. That's my that's my coronavirus rant. It's, uh, it's impacting events. It's impacting uh, recruitment. It's impacting uh, our ability to run interviews. Uh, and I'm sure everyone is feeling it um, personally and from a business point of view. But is there anything that you think I missed? Is there anything that you would have highlighted if you had, you know, 10 minutes to talk about uh, a global pandemic? What What is it that, that you would raise aside from information about, you know, um, health and well-being, which is not what we specialise in. What security risks do you think I haven't considered? Insecure Wi-Fi, phishing, what's your biggest concern at the moment? Let me know over social media and let me know about that phishing question as well. What do you think? Should we be using things like this in internal phishing campaigns or from an ethical point of view should we take a stance uh, not to not to uh, unintentionally educate staff members to be too wary of those information packs going around? Let us know over social media and I will see you in the next podcast.